Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Welcome. Yes, welcome. I am Todd Donald, and this is my first time plugging in the microphone here in Joe Haven, Nunavut. I want for you to Google Joe Haven. Uh, it's G-J-O-A Haven Nunavut, or none of it, if you like to say it like that. Just spell it right so you can see how far away I am. And I'd like to reintroduce you to one of my favorite artists in town, your town, I guess. You'll hear it uh, three months after the fact. I gave her a little intro, and she just released I Don't Need Boys online as a single, and I wanted to get her back on. Paige Warner, for those of you who aren't in the know, is a Waterloo Region singer-songwriter with an R&B essence, but self-described as diverse. And we met after the release of her debut EP, Revealed, on my podcast, Tots Cafe, in spring 2018. And I took that episode and made it part one of her first Todd Donald Show appearance, followed in the same episode with her then-up-to-date fall 2018 chat and performance. I mean, just listen to her sing, please don't look at me on that. It's amazing. So... She returns in winter 2019, as in most recently. We caught up a third time, and she performed some more songs. Now, if you stay tuned until the end, there's a little bonus. I actually decided to come out of my cave and sing a duet with our esteemed coffee guest. In a flutter of excitement, I put a mix of that on SoundCloud and recently added some quick artwork I made for it, uh, combining the photo on Paige's EP covered by Tim Hutchinson. Hup Hutchinson? <laughs> And an amazing photo of me by my longtime friend, Dan Hodgson, taken once upon a time when I looked acceptable. Please enjoy this cover song responsibly. And uh, please put your hands once together again for Paige Warner. This is November 26th that we're recording. And Paige Warner, one of the most talented vocalists and one of the great singer-songwriters out there that that uh, if you don't know about, you're going to find out about. I will go to your house. I will <laughs> throw her CD at you. Well, the case. And I'll put the CD while you're, while you're like, what the fuck did you do that for? With your CD case in my face. Just listen. And I'll look at them deep in the if eyes. If they have a CD player anymore. Yeah. Paige, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. I mean, I can't host a podcast for shit, but uh, I'm working on that. Yeah, no, this is this is great to have you on again. And and like I said to Jesse, because he has a three part installment on this podcast, and it's the same with you. And one thing that occurred to me was like, okay, like I have a grasp of what we talked about before. So where haven't we gone? Mm. I feel like uh, we got some nice get to know you kind of stuff happened in the first couple podcasts. And um, what do you recall from the first time? Because that was set up by someone else. That was a long time ago. At least it feels like a long time ago to me. Yeah. What year was that? Do you remember? It was still last year. That was just last year? May last year. Wow. That's crazy. It feels like five years since then. Well, you've done a lot. I guess. Yeah. It's been busy. Do you feel proud about not only like the, the music that you've put out, but like your ability and... And what people are getting of you? Or do you have like some kind of unreachable standard of yourself that you're like? Oh, I definitely have an unreachable standard of myself. But <laughs> at this stage in the game, I think 
I'm better than I was last year. And that's always my goal, just trying to be better than I was the year before. Um, And I think my kind of efforts and like my strategic plans of what I want to do have have uh, gotten better since last year. So I know that moving forward, it's just going to keep steamrolling a little bit faster, like kind of an atomic build of things. So atomic, that's serious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Watch out humans. (laughs) A few years blow up, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help but notice you wrote a song about me. It's a new single called I don't need boys. Oh, not lions. It was I don't need. (laughs) Well, Like, just so everyone knows, that song's about me. I don't need boys. It's, uh, it's a really good song. You and I dated in the ninth grade, and it didn't... I'm just kidding. We were um, both in the ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I was very advanced. <laughs> um, the song is about me, but did you get excited as fuck to be like, people are going to hear this, and I like I love no, this idea. No? I was so nervous. <laughs> well, because that song, like, it was one of those songs where I was kind of goofing around, like... I had decided I was going to sit down and, you know, do some, do some songwriting, but then I was just like in a mood. So I just like wrote that real quick. It was like a backup song. It was like a kind of like a joke song. Like I would always preface it when I was playing it live, like, oh, this is a kind of a joke song, even though I really meant everything I said in it. But then what made me kind of take it seriously was I went to the studio to record it or not record that, sorry, to record a single. I didn't know what song. And I showed him a few of the songs, uh, my producer, and then he was like, you have to do Out Any Boys. Like, that's my favorite of all of them. And I was like, what? Like, I just brought it so that there was more songs to choose from. And he was like, no, you have to do it. And then I showed it to a few other people in my life too. And they were like, yeah, I love it. You have to do it. And it was just weird for me just like being so blunt in a song and people took it well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were just talking and I was nerding out technically about what I perceived to be like the other aspects of it musically and, and rhythmically and mm-hmm. the simplicity of the, the chord arrangement mm-hmm. and just how a perfect pop song like can be structurally like that straightforward. Like you, you nailed it regardless of what the words are. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's not a question. It's, if so, it's not a good. You are electric. You're electric. Um, but yeah, like, are you telling me that like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have written a song like that intentionally? I don't think so. I think now that I've written it, um, and got the response, and got yeah, I got the response and realized that like I can put messages out there so bluntly, and that's okay, and people are open to that. I think I will write more like that because honestly, that type of song is comes very naturally to me. Like that was yeah really easy to write and I thought that that meant that it wasn't good because it was too easy to write when turns out that's maybe just what I should be writing <laughs> that, yeah that as a singer songwriter like one of the worst things that I do to myself is say no to things mm-hmm. like before you know all the stuff that happens in your brain before yeah. you you know try to solidify an image mm-hmm. of two notes back to yeah it's fucked up <laughs> but I just think we all need to as songwriters just be able to put something raw out there and, and be unashamed of it and unapologetic and just be like swipe. <laughs> yeah. I like about it that it's hard to write a song that can be received with warmth that is based on something that you don't feel good about mm-hmm. other than the stuff that you know everyone goes through. It, it doesn't it doesn't meet both sides, you know, like yeah. it's very obviously but saying it, one thing and because it's a song it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't need to to say like you know yeah 
there are times, but you know, generally I don't need but like you're not you're yeah. not justifying it in the song. It's for moments when you feel like that. And mm-hmm. it's for most moments of my life, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it will get easier, I I swear, I promise. And I have nothing to back that up with. Yeah, it, I was it gonna might say, not. I don't know. The world uh, the world is going a certain direction, man. But <laughs> Everyone, for this song, a brand spanking new single dropped on the 17th, please give it up for my sister from another mister, an artist, performer, songwriter, co-writer. We, in fact, wrote a song five plus years ago, one song. She co-hosted the podcast Tots Cafe with me a couple years ago and was a co-worker for the last five or so best months I've ever had working anywhere. Katie Topham, country rock pop artist who recently broke creative waters and popped out this bad boy called I Just Don't Feel Like Loving You. Available now online like iTunes and Spotify. Somehow I always seem to lose It's more take than give with you Lost and found Words go round Standing up and back and down that's all we do You don't have to ask me to stay Cause I ain't walking I just don't feel like loving you
life, right? Yeah, that's facts, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know much. But uh, there's just so many things I like about the song. And it's strong, and you perform it well. And now you're communicating with your audience and, and getting them to have a conversation with you and with the song and on social media. What was that like to get that response and to know that you connected with people, that it hit the bullseye? Yeah, I think for the response that I got, I wasn't too shocked. Like once I had committed to doing the song and really let myself like it, right. then like, and I know personally a lot of people that have said like almost exact word for word what I said in the song. So I did know that people were going to relate to it. I didn't know if it would come across like a like a casual listen, I guess. That was kind of more what I was worried about. And people seem to have been just listening to it as just like a song. They like not just, oh, listen to this funny thing and then, you know, move on. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense what I just said. It made sense before I said it. <laughs> well, if I could crystallize my feeling, like as a music fan, as a fan of yours, I hear a song that could be played at fucking Starbucks while people are having a meeting. Yeah, and it's just right. Like, oh, right. I like this song. I don't know. All right, back to our meeting. And right. you're just still enjoying it. But at the same time, I, I just imagine like you playing a stadium and your <laughs> your 1300 diehard fans are there. And when you when you know those live albums when you, when you hear like ding, ding, and all of a yeah. sudden Everyone's the place like, goes <laughs> fucking bonkers. <laughs> And this is the song where the band takes a break yeah, and yeah. everyone shouts it out with you. Some of them are crying yeah. and stuff like that. Like I can imagine, and I'm one of the people crying. <laughs> like, no, I'm like, it's not because I'm a boy. It's just because I'm this, I feel that I feel the strength of the singer. Yeah. 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 Wow. That'll be a so- good moment. <laughs> all your songs have, have a stadium as well as passive strength to me. Uh, Thank you. And um, yeah, sorry. I'm, that's not a good interviewer thing, just to be like, let me count the ways <laughs> yeah. I fan thee. Can I have your autograph? Uh, do, do you do your own hair? Uh, do you like sandwiches more than pizza? Or <laughs> So good. All good questions. <laughs> okay, let's paint the picture. Uh-huh. What, what is your family? Obviously starts with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Or mom and mom, but it is mom and dad, yep. What? I said, or it could be mom and mom or dad and dad, but it is mom and dad. It, it can be. In your yeah. case, I know it's, yeah, sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. No, I, oh. Just calling people out. Don't worry. Yeah. Did I say obviously? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. I just meant obviously in terms of knowing that you have a mom and dad. Oh, I know what you meant. Fuck. I was just saying that so you didn't release it and then you're like, yeah. oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> obviously, it starts with two parents mm-hmm. or more. Or one. <laughs> Or one. Or how we don't say obviously. <laughs> Some kind of parental unit. My family. You, you were you were born. Yes, I was born. And 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 who are you surrounded by growing up? Okay, so my parents love them both to death. My dad is a major musician as well. He was kind of a kid prodigy, pianist, and everything music. One of those people, you know, just irritates me sometimes because he's so good. Uh, my mom, loving, caring mom as well, always supported my music career. I was very lucky to have a family that supported me going into music. I know a lot of people don't have that. A lot of musicians kind of get this pushback from the family and end up being distant because their parents say it's not a real career and right. stuff. So I was very grateful to have that. Um, I have two older sisters and an older brother. Um, everyone has a little bit of music in them for sure. So you're, you're, you're the, 
You're the, the I'm the baby. Episode. Yep. Yeah. I'm the baby. Yeah. And growing up, like we had music in my house a lot, like especially around Christmas, we do a lot of music, like live music, um, listening to music. We usually had either like Christian stuff playing or blues or jazz depending very nice yeah well yeah the like all year round you had christmas music playing no christian, christian. okay yeah. if you're christian that that is year round well yes yes yeah because we grew up like i grew up in a pretty a relatively religious house it's not anymore but yeah so that was definitely an influence on how much music we had around and like being involved in a church and stuff i find especially very contemporary churches have a lot of music in them so i was kind of immersed in that from a young age right yeah did you feel what was there any element of being the youngest in your relationship with your siblings that built you in any way did they look out for you or or were you like that burden younger sibling oh i see i think i was cared for definitely i probably thought i had it hard done by being the youngest when i was young but I didn't looking back now, like I'm still spoiled and I was spoiled then. And that's just how it is. Um, could be cause I just like need hugs about five times in every hour. So that is part of the spoiling. I never really had any big tension with my siblings. I wouldn't say, which right. I was lucky for. We had like little banter fights and stuff as you do, but right. no big falling out. It's still uh, warm. Yeah. Our family is very close. Like they're my best friends. And I think all of them would say that too, about each other. Well, because they say that there are certain things and certain characteristics of a person that can come out of tension, that can come out of being affected negatively by certain things. On the other side, support is very important in early stages of stuff. Like you said, you know, all those families out there, the parents are like, we like that you're into music. And then as long as you focus on medical later on. Like music is fine for now. Yeah. After you get your four years paid through you know <laughs> once once you can make money put that shit on the side yeah <laughs> yeah very true certainly there's a lot of people that that give up after a certain point because they don't have uh artistic dream support yeah i think that's very tricky i was very lucky to have people backing me up and encouraging me all the time please give it up now for one of my longest timest musical friends I feel lost without having hung out with this guy or caught up with him in forever. I practically have a podcast just because I'd love to have him on it. He put out a few records. The one I have being Stephen Trothen Learns to Knit. This is Stephen Trothen now with the song Dandelions. Catch a dandelion soul floating by on the wind Hold a gently in the palm of your hand Close into a fist and blow with a kiss That's so vibrant in spring that the leaves leave to death Dance every color to the ground Oh, it's a step a lifetime couldn't mind We'll hide out in swimming pools in the summer rain So when the seasons change our hearts are freezing time Got a lot of thoughts I'd love to say to you But phone lines will never do They just tangle up my tongue Kick this summer down into the fall Junipers grow up from the dirt Where you gently been laid to rest And I look up at the sky and it will 
side like in your life maybe outside of home were there any internal obstacles caused by like external factors and stuff? yeah I was a pastor's kid growing up so that has a lot of pressure on it and I think that at least most pastor's kids that I've talked to that has a lot of pressure just like of keeping your image up and that sort of thing um, I wouldn't say that was put on by my family but definitely the community I grew up in um, I would say that's hard and like growing up after we kind of got out of that circle. There was other things that I went through, but um, like in my childhood stages, I would say that was the only thing that kind of felt like a bit of tension. Aside from feeling lethargic or drained or whatever, do you generally feel optimistic about your chances of whatever you forecast for yourself or put on the goal? Like as music stuff? I think it depends on the day. Honestly, some days I'm very optimistic. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Like I'm working hard. And then other days, like things will just get in the way. And I'm like, ah, like, uh, I wish I could do this. And I just can't, you know, (laughs) there can be so many incredibly talented people like you not making it for whatever reason, whatever Mm -hmm. making it is. But I mean, Adele is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. You're a fan, Mm -hmm. I assume, if you mentioned her. And I'm, I'm sure even Adele knows at least five people who she feels are as talented as her. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they don't become as successful as Adele. Mm-hmm. If being as successful as Adele is the goal, that's a pretty weird fucking thing to, to put on your life. That's a lot of pressure to put on one's life. Mm-hmm. Success isn't immeasurable, right? Yeah. But in terms of like the music biz, 
a certain amount of things are happening, like paparazzi chasing you, mm-hmm. uh, people that you don't know on the internet telling you what you should be putting out next, mm-hmm. as opposed to what you did put out. Yeah. Um, Ellen's like, welcome back. <laughs> you know what I mean? All that shit. And like, we all can't help but tug of war between our humble dreams and the idea of maddening success. Yeah, it's true. So I don't, I don't know if you have that maddening success dream or if, if you um, are just very much next step. I think I'm a mix. Like, I wouldn't say I'm trying to be Adele, but... Um, well, I was just using that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, like, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're being real. I mean, I don't... And I think we actually talked about this last time. I feel like, I feel like a lot of... Um, and some might genuinely think this, but a lot of musicians kind of like lie to themselves about where they actually want to be just because it's safer that way. Like right. if you say, oh no, I don't want to be someone big. I just want to stay playing in bars and stuff. If that's true, cool. But like, I don't want to lie to myself and say that just because then if I don't hit that big goal, then I won't feel so shit about myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone can have like an amazing gig and and connect with people in a room and just have something that's priceless happening mm-hmm. and fucking takes money yeah. from it too. But at the end of the night, they're just like, well, still nowhere like, the, yeah. <laughs> still nowhere like what Adele has. Yeah. And I'm like, did you, did you just seriously miss out on that the- moment? Yeah. 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 That's true. That's just something good. I hope that people t- do take away and, and I'm muttering myself down to like, <laughs> All I'm saying is I want you to be happy, my friend. <laughs> when it comes to the motivation and the, the optimism that you are able to maintain, what reinforces that? Like, why do you feel optimistic when you do feel optimistic? That's a good question. <laughs> um, honestly, the only thing I could think of is just like, because why, why waste my time being pessimistic about it? That just makes you feel like shit. Like if I'm spending my weeks being like, oh, I'm never going to get there during those times, I'm going to feel like shit. Whereas if I'm like optimistic, yeah, I'm going to keep working and get there. Even if I don't get there, that whole journey of like, yeah, I can do this. You know, that's so much more encouraging and and positive to myself, even for the journey, even if I don't get there. Like that feels way better to me than trying to like be quote unquote realistic. Right. Yeah. As far as maintaining that, Mm -hmm. getting out of bed to keep doing it. Obviously, it feels good to have someone on social media comment, this is amazing, and get that, what Rob Zabo coins as external reinforcement mm-hmm. or internal versus internal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not good because they tell me I am. I'm good because I know I am. Yeah. But, it, you know, everyone has a mix of both, right? Mm-hmm. Does it ever help to remind yourself that there's support coming from out there? Yeah, I think it does. Um, and how much? Mm. Uh, I think, especially when I started out music, I was very shy and self-conscious and I still really am honestly, um, about especially original songs. Like I never, I always thought I was faking it and still probably think I'm faking it, but you know, (laughs) um, so imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so hearing people say like, no, I actually really like this song. That's the, the one place that to me really helps me realize that I can do it. Cause like, shows and stuff I guess I can tell by people's like physical reactions whether they like the music or not so that is a reinforcement itself but Mm -hmm. yeah like the stuff I've written when people say something good about it blows my mind I'm like wow yeah like this might actually be good you know yeah 
one thing that bothers me that's just unfortunately true, and another reason that you don't need boys, <laughs> is that, and I was talking with Jesse T about this, like, you can be as talented as either of you two are at, at playing and engaging on stage and singing and writing songs. But at the end of the day, there there's going to be just this whole audience of people that's like, well, you know, you got a nice face and set of legs, but uh, I'm sure whatever you were playing was nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when it comes to that being an element of just the shitty truth of humans right mm-hmm. now and every day before yep <laughs> all of past history <laughs> yeah that's some that's that's obviously going to be some the opposite that's yeah. that's that's external the opposite of motivation yeah yeah um, and you have to obviously you have to build and refine these muscles that work against that or around it yeah yeah it's a bit weird i mean i know what you're saying because like at gigs and i'm sure jesse t has said very similar things to this at gigs more times than not, like I want to say probably 8% and that's being like very humble about the number. If a guy comes up to me and says, wow, you're talented. I'm like, oh, they're going to try and get my number. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, they're going to say some like weird sleazy comment. And she I just find- performed. I have a reaction. Therefore I have an in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> or like they, like I find a lot of guys and I'm generalizing guys, but mix up talent with attraction like if a guy thinks I'm talented I want them to sit there think I'm talented and go download my music on Spotify you know like that's being very blunt I don't want you to come up to me and be like hey like I just heard you I thought you're really good and like you're really gorgeous too by the way and I'm like oh god here we go yeah so it just comes back to the same thing like people have this hard time of separating image and music and keeping those not attached all the time yeah I totally see through like I've heard the, those conversations that you're talking about. Maybe maybe I haven't been to your live shows yet. You've you've only done live so- shows for me and my podcast yeah. <laughs> uh, that I've been there for. But like with other people, like I've I've seen these interactions happen, and like I already seen that show. The guy's just the new actor mm-hmm, doing that mm-hmm. performance. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I know anything about us, and I don't relate to a lot of us, but it's like. We're always, first of all, on the case. If there, if there's a woman anywhere, there's a man yeah. on the case. That's yeah. a Jerry Seinfeld joke. <laughs> and um, that thing about nightlife is that if I'm a guy and there's a girl over there, the guy's thinking, I need to come up with a reason to enter her space. Yeah. And they work so hard, so desperately. And I'll be sitting there watching my friends play music and sing out of the corner of my eye this bullshit fail and it's mm-hmm. funny it's funny to watch <laughs> it's funny to watch <laughs> this shitty thing that you have to deal with if you're a musician and a woman i'm not telling you but they don't have to come up with a reason now they don't have yeah. to make up a story they mm-hmm. don't have to make up a fake job just adoring the person who is on stage is enough of a reason mm-hmm. to justify some kind of convoluted shit yeah that's such a shitty thing from my perception because it might undermine your worth as a musician. I mean, it does. Yeah. Like in my brain when they say, Oh wow. Like you're so talented. I love that song. I'm like, Oh, thank you. And I like, you know, take that as like a nice compliment that I hold to myself. But then when they go, I was wondering like, what are you doing after? Or like, can I like buy you a drink? You want to like chat for a bit or like, Hey, like what are you doing next week? Instantly my brain's like, did they actually like this song? 
because it may or may not just be serving their libido. Yeah, it's just an easy pickup line at that point. Make her feel nice. Yeah. And then take advantage of the thank you. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) People suck. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't need boys, man. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there you go. I mean, it's righteous. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. It's fucking righteous. Whether or not you're, you're playing devil's advocate in the song or not, it's righteous to me. And I don't need to be a girl or identify as one to appreciate that, I guess. And I'm just speaking for myself. How many times can I summarize it? This is all just me saying, thank you for being awesome, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I try. <laughs> By the way, you want to go out later? You want to have a, to <laughs> yeah, have a drink Yeah, oh my God. Please give it up for this episode's guest for her live off the floor acoustic guitar performance of her single, I Don't Need Boys. I don't need boys, don't need their shit. They give me stress, it's I don't need boys, I don't need boys. They cause such drama, bad for my karma, run my mascara. I don't need boys, please no mansplaining It drives me crazy, cause my brain is slaying I don't need boys, they can keep their bromance They don't get a third chance, cause I gave them my best I don't need boys, boys I don't need boys, boys I don't need boys, I just need money Give me a double, cause I'm a honey I don't need boys to make a dollar For my wallet, I got that covered I don't need boys, boys I don't need boys, boys Why are boys always making me Always making me feel used. Why are they always messing with my head? But they still land in love in my bed. I don't need them. I, I. I mean, yeah, guys get uncomfortable when I sing that song live too. It's really funny. That's good though. Yeah, I when love I that. yeah when I start singing, like you'll see guys do like the chair shift or like the where they're trying to act natural, so they like you know cross their legs or like kind of look around. I'm like, yeah, you're uncomfortable. That's good. <laughs> Wait, what? I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm a girl. <laughs> or, or like, oh, I'm not one of those, and you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's that that. If there's one thing that sucks, pretty much everything else is glorious, but. <laughs> If there's one thing that sucks about being a guy is that you, what's the motivation? Do I need everyone to know 
who I am as a person? Am I worried about interacting with everyone that feels nothing but hostility for boys Mm -hmm. to be like, I have to go out there just so everyone knows (sighs) I'm one of the good ones. Because when I see people posting that on the internet, first of all, don't say that because Very liars ignorant. say lies. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Like if you have to go out of your way to say that, probably isn't true. Right. The protests too much. Was, <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. It's from literature, but I, I just heard someone say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think that I protest too much. <laughs> no, no, I'm one of the good ones. See? Yeah. <laughs> um, does this smell like chloroform? Um, <laughs> oh, oh thy not be one of the good ones. <laughs> After the next thing you said, uh, <laughs> I'm doing a play. Uh-huh, yeah, this is full Shakespeare, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so to recap, <laughs> home, you mm-hmm. grew up with a lot, a lot of support. That's yeah. important. I would assume you're grateful for that. Too. Oh, so grateful. Yeah. By, by comparison, I'm sure you've, you've known a lot of people without that and how it affects them. As adults now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't give it up for anything. And you do have you do have motivation coming from both within and out. Mm-hmm. On and off. Yep. On and off. <laughs> uh, ebb and flow. To and fro. <laughs> uh, do-si-do. <laughs> let, let, let's have a little fun. All this talk is in the air now amongst everybody, not just our inner circles about how like no one can look bad on social media. Mm-hmm. You got to craft it. It mm-hmm. has to be the perfect image capture. Yep. It has to be the perfect quotable, whatever. And it has to sell. So from your own life, what what's an example of you when you're relaxing uh, <laughs> uh, That's that, that you would quantify as the opposite of Instagrammable? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, do you, um, get, do you get food on your clothes and you're like, whatever, I'm home alone? No, but only because that would drive me crazy because okay. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> no, but the moment I walk into my door, I put the biggest pair of sweatpants and the biggest hoodie on I can possibly find in my closet. Like the moment I get home, I don't wait and eat or like, you know, put my stuff away. Like, boom, get that on. I definitely wear slippers all the time too, but like, I don't. I don't know. I like read, which is a normal person thing to do. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do you ever play with your face? Like you just like squeeze your cheeks. It's like no. To- <laughs> I know I do weird things, but I can't think of them right now. I mean, when I'm songwriting, I'm not sure if this counts as relaxing. A lot of times I end up like in a full sprawl on my floor in amongst my dirty clothes. I don't really care. Like just fully like with my pencil and paper. Like you're just, you're, you're, you're laundry. Yeah. I'm laundry. Yeah. I'm just dirty laundry. <laughs> like I like front snow angel, you know? Right. Yeah. There's so much ground that I fell to, um, to get to. I try to do too many things and I try too hard. I, I hope good things for, um, for the future, for your music career. Thanks. <laughs> I had this time with you and we're almost out of it. And uh, in wrapping up the show, I just want to say that if, if you want more of, of us talking, please go back to whatever episode early on with Paige Warner and enjoy more song performances, but certainly support the artist by seeing what they're doing online. Paige, can you direct the listener? Yes. Can you direct people who already know you and no one else? That's <laughs> that's the audience for this episode anyway. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Paige Warner Music. I'm about to set up a Twitter account. Haven't done it yet, but 
that will be linked there. And then Spotify, just Paige Warner. Um, you can search I Don't Need Boys on there as well or iTunes. Any of the online streaming places have my music on it. Page with an I, by the way. Yes, P A I G E. Mm hmm. Good, good note. Yeah. Yeah, or pagewarner.ca. Awesome. And website. get the new fucking single, I Don't Need Boys. It's, it's slamming, yo. <laughs> it's slamming. It's, it's dope and fresh <laughs> and funky. It's lit. It. It's lit. Thank you. It's, <laughs> oh, it's a bop. It's, it's a yeet is that am i using that right i don't know i don't know how to use that one it's a bop that's what i usually say it's a bop it's a bop mm-hmm. af hashtag a- or does hashtag go at the end or not i don't know <laughs> the beginning i'm so obsolete just bury me baby <laughs> okay Paige. seriously thanks for coming on thanks for having me it's on and hearkening back to my days at Mohawk, I had a friend named Danielle. I have all these sentimental memories about the first time I fell in love with the Beatles music and played it in the hallways with my friend James and my friend Danielle, who was into the Beatles and into the, the songs from the Let It Be album. We would sing uh, the song Two of Us in harmony. And it was like just nice to harmonize with someone. Paige fucking didn't know the song at first. I asked her to learn it, and she learned it just for me, for this. And I, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am. This is a Beatles song called Don't Let Me Down by Paige Warner and I. Don't let me down Don't let me down Don't let me down She does. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. And if somebody loved me like she did. She dug me good I 
guess nobody ever really dug me Oh, she dug me She dug me good Don't let me down Don't let me die Don't let me die listening to another episode of the Todd Donald Show, starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.